0: Amen. All right, come with me in your Bibles. I'm going to uh, just try to just share a few thoughts tonight, and then and then pray for people. How many people believe that God wants to wants to take care of some business tonight? He wants to impact some people tonight. He wants to set some people free. And uh, I'm believing that the power of God is going to flow. The title of my message tonight, actually, now let's go to scripture. Oh, yep, let's go to the scripture Genesis one twenty six. Genesis one twenty six. Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them, everyone say them. Let them have dominion. Just going to let that settle for a second. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That's a good amen right there. Amen. Then God blessed them. Then God blessed them. They haven't done anything yet. They're still checking out. Wow, fingers. And God's already blessing them. It's God's will for you to walk in blessing. Yeah. Whenever anybody gives you a hard time because you go to Awaken Church and then you, <laughs> you say, well, Genesis one twenty-eight. God's will is for you to walk in blessing. It's not God's will for you to struggle. It's not God's will for you. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't, but you're meant to walk in blessing. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where there is a devil, where there are adverse circumstances. And so there are times where life may feel like a struggle, but you should always understand that God's very, very first thing was he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, come with me in your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. God speaking. He says, so I sought for a man. What was he looking for? Amen. Just a man. Any man. Could be any man. Tall, short, from this side of the tracks, from that side of the tracks. Didn't matter. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Found no one. The title of my message tonight is Partner. Partner. I was at men's prayer at Bracy Ranch on Tuesday morning, and I, I, never, I never intentionally, I never prepare anything to go there because I just want to hear the word of the Lord for that moment and it never ceases to amaze me that what I hear is so profound. I'm like, my God, I didn't even know wow, I gotta write that down. And then I realise I didn't know what I just said. That's why it's brilliant. So so how many how many people know that 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 when we preach, Jesus is the answer? The God is the answer, Dustin. We, we, we know that, hey, you know, God is the God of breakthrough throughout. God, we shall do valiantly. It is he who treads down our enemies. And, and it is an important thing for you and I to look to God. I will lift my eyes to the hills. From where comes my salvation? My salvation comes from the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths. So, 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 so we, we, we know and we preach and we live and we minister that God is the answer. That God is the answer. The most magnificent thing about God is he actually believes that for breakthrough to happen, you're the answer. Which is going to mess heads up right now. God created mankind for partnership. God didn't create man because he needed a worker bee. He didn't create man to be an oompa loompa. Cre- I know Willy Wonka rescued the oompa loompas and they run the factory for him. God didn't make man to run his factory for him. God, God, didn't, God didn't create man just for companionship, although... We enjoy companionship and fellowship. God created you to partner with Him. The Bible says that there was a man sent by God whose name was John. In fact, as you begin to read the Bible, which we encourage, by the way, as you begin to read the Bible, you will find that God does extraordinary things, but He always seems to do it through a man or a woman. God raised up Moses, God raised up Joseph. God raised up Abraham, God raised up Isaac, God raised up Jacob, God raised up the tribes of Israel, God raised up Gideon, God raised up Joshua, God raised up David, God, and the Lord was with David. And, and we get, begin to read that, that God is, is, is into this partnership more than you and I think. If, uh, if, if Morgan, who uh, is, is one of the most extraordinary human beings on the planet, and uh, if Morgan was going to start his his uh, prophetic branch, that's his company that he runs. If, if let's say you, each person here has a has an organization, a, a corporation that you run, and if you were going to run or, or plant a corporation, uh, another headquarters in say Munich or um, Amsterdam, New York City, Paris. If you if you're going to plant another another headquarters. What, what, what you'd be looking for is, is someone who you could trust that has your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that, that carries your values. Yeah. Some, somebody that, that understands your, your, your vision and your mission. Yeah. You, you wouldn't just kind of hire anybody and not tell them, that, hey, well, this is the mission, this is the vision, these are the values. or right. you, you, you would want that person to carry because you know you would want whatever your industry is whatever your corporation is that that you're going to take it to europe you're going to take it to england you're going to take it to the other side of the country god created man forgive me i'm going to use try not to to use a crude vernacular but god created man so that heaven inc heaven incorporated could come into the earth And the desire of God was when he fashioned man, that man would not just bear his image and bear his likeness, but Adam, that man would carry his vision, his mission, his assignment, his purpose, his values, so that God could bring heaven into the earth. We know know that the first Adam went rogue. We, we, We know he went rogue. But the second Adam, the Bible calls him Jesus. Or the last Adam, the Bible also calls him. He's the second. We didn't need another one because on the cross he said, it is finished. He came, he fulfilled his assignment, but Jesus came and he partners. Very interesting. Because Jesus when when he came, he says, Listen, I'm not speaking about I'm not speaking of myself. I didn't even come in my own authority. The the miracles that you see, I don't do one miracle unless I first see the Father doing it. I only do what I see the Father doing. In fact, these words that I'm speaking to you—they're not my words. Whatever I hear the Father say, that's what I speak. Whatever I see the Father do, that's what I do. Jesus was in partnership. Acts ten thirty eight. Acts ten thirty eight says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Somebody say partnership. Can can I just tell you that, that you, you are God's man or woman in your city. You are God's man or woman in your community. You are God's selected. You are God's selected person that he wants to partner with to change your family, to change your street, to change your neighborhood, to change your community. God is into partnership. Somebody say Amen. So let me give you three quick thoughts, and then we're going we're gonna to pray for people. The, the first thing is you got to understand that you were designed for partnership. You were designed for partnership. In, in fact, I, I would even say it this way, that uh, you're God's inside man. You're God's inside man. Daniel was God's inside man in Babylon. Babylon was, was, was so... They they'd captured... All of Judah, they'd taken them away captive. They were changing their names, changing their identity, put, forcing them, you know, to in these re education camps, trying to do everything seduce them, bribe them, change their history, change their identity, change everything. No different to today. But God had a man on the inside, his name was Daniel. And Daniel on the inside of Babylon even though he was living in captivity and even though he was in a foreign nation and even though there was pagan gods all around him and even though there was re-education programs everywhere around him geared towards him, engineered to, 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 to shift his thinking, this inside man called Daniel had his heavenly father's value. God found someone who could partner with Him. The Bible says when 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 when, when they made a decree because they, they tried to find fault with Daniel. They made a decree that no one should pray to any god except for Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar was kind of flattered. Wow, you guys see me as a god? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, you oh yeah. It's had, it had had nothing to do with that. It had everything they were trying to get Daniel. So then and so as soon as Daniel heard the decree, he said, You know what, guys, I'm I'm out. I can't. Sorry. And he went home and he opened his windows to the east. And three times that day, he got down and Shabra began to pray and as he began to, to pray people heard and they arrested him and they threw him in a lion's den but because he had heavenly values he was god's inside man an angel came and protected him i want you to know that you are god's inside man god had an inside woman called esther 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 won a beauty pageant and first prize wasn't that awesome Like, we think, oh, my gosh, she was like, miss, oh, my gosh. You know, no, 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 first prize wasn't awesome. She got to marry
1: this pagan, overweight, gluttonous king and be part of his harem.
0: Yippee. She learns that there's a guy called Haman, the Agagite, who has kind of befriended the king, become a confidant of the king, won the king's confidence, and kind of helps him fill up his wine glass and then convinces him to sign a decree to wipe out the Jewish people because she does, he, this guy doesn't like Uncle Mordecai, Esther's uncle, because Mordecai won't bow his knee to him. And he is so incensed that he's going to wipe out the entire... So he literally has a decree signed by the king that on a certain day, the entire nation of Israel genocide will be wiped out. And so Mordecai comes to Esther. And he's Esther like... She's like, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. He hasn't, he hasn't called me for months. I, nobody, it's a law. You can't go into the throne room uninvited. It's a penalty of death if you go in there and Mordecai says okay I I understand he says but don't think that just because you're in the palace that you'll be safe you're still Jewish he says, but you know what if you remain silent God will raise up deliverance from somewhere else God's got this but who knows sweetheart maybe you were brought into the palace maybe you were brought into the kingdom for such a time as this you know what mordecai was saying just maybe you're god's inside man maybe you're god's inside woman maybe, maybe you're working in that corporation maybe you're working man i don't know why i'm working this job and why I'm- maybe you're maybe there's an assignment that god has for you in your workplace maybe there's an assignment god has for you in your community maybe you are god's inside man and you know what happens? She goes in and God moves mightily. Joseph was God's inside man. And literally inside. He was in prison. But he was God's inside man. Moses was God's inside man. Brought down Egypt. God always partners. Now, I know, I know we need God. But Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, 30, God says, "So sought for just a man. I mean, for God to be looking... Can I just tell you, you were created to partner with God. Yeah. This, this brings encouragement to me because I know that God's will is for none to perish. Yeah. I know when God sent me to San Diego, he didn't send me to be the cleverest person in San Diego. He, he didn't send me because I was, you know, all that in a bag of chips. I, I know he was sending someone to San Diego because I'd been obedient. Yeah. I'd just been obedient. Whatever he told me to do, I, I wasn't smart enough to kind of, I'm just, yeah, that's, a, that's way better than what. And so I'll just do what God said. And so I thought, well, let's test him out. Let's, let's throw him into a city. And, and let's see, because, you know, the, the, the voice of San Diego, voice of San Diego newspaper will, will write an article and, and go after, you know, and it's like, uh, who cares? You, you, you think you're the voice of San Diego? <laughs> you wish in your dreams. Oh, you want to be the voice of San Diego. Let me tell you, the voice of San Diego is the church of Jesus Christ. The voice of San Diego. We speak on behalf of those who can't speak. We speak on behalf of the unborn little babies that you want to murder in the womb. San Diego will not be a, an abortion haven. We will stand up and we will fight. We will fight for our communities. We will fight for our children. The devil is a liar. You ain't the voice. The church of Jesus Christ is the voice. Come on, somebody give God a praise. All right, number two, number two, authority flows in partnership. Authority flows in partnership. Jesus said, where two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst. If two of you agree, if two of you agree, touching anything in heaven, it shall be done. There's there's a power, an authority that flows in partnership. You know, we just sang the, the song authority by your authority. But authority for you to operate in authority you have to be under that authority yes. a centurion says to jesus my servant lies at home he's jesus i'll go to your house he says, you don't even need to go to my house he says but like you jesus i too am a man under authority i say to this one go and he goes this one come and he co- he says just speak the word of my and jesus was like my gosh he goes not in, not in all israel have i seen such great faith And Jesus spoke a word and the servant was instantly healed because this man understood that when you're under authority, you have authority. Jesus in Matthew 28, 18 to 20 said, all authority, not most, not 99%, not some, all authority. If all authority, that means all authority. It means there's none left over. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go what does he mean by therefore go he's saying i'm giving you a command so that you can come under that authority and no force in hell will be able to stop you you will move to san diego with your wife and three little boys not knowing north from south east from west you'll keep you'll keep driving east thinking you're heading to the beach only to realize oh hang on sydney you're on the east coast now you're on the west coast you're going inland not you, 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 you you won't know anybody, you, and people will tell you you can't buy buildings, and there's no CUPS, and they're not giving them away, and the city doesn't lose taxes, and, and it's expensive. and you can't. And and you, but 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 I will be with you because you went, because I said go, and you went. You're now under authority, so you can bind and you can loose, and you can claim, and you can walk on territories, and you can begin to prophesy. Because I'm in
1: partnership with you. God is looking for a man or woman who will be his partner to change a city, to save a nation. God is looking for a man or
0: woman to make an impact in their high school, an impact in the college, an impact in the community, an impact in your neighborhood. Now, how many people know the first thing that God said when he created man, it is, it's not good for man to be alone? Genesis 2.18 the Lord says it's not good that man should be alone. Why would he say that? Because Adam didn't have an agreeer. A- Adam didn't have a partner. He didn't have an amen. It's interesting. God did not allow the enemy to tempt Adam when he was by himself. He waited till he fortified Adam with an Amen. Because in agreement, they would have shut down the enemy. But Adam's silence, Adam's abdication, because the the devil came to Eve, took it down. Proverbs 18.22. Proverbs 18.22. Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. But Proverbs 18.22, one of my favorite scriptures, he who finds a wife, finds a... Come on, Quacha, finds a... Finds a good thing. Come on. How many wives in here just amen that? Just, yeah, my husband found a good thing. Come on. It's the truth. But watch this. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. How do you obtain favor? Because you now have someone that can come into agreement, come into alignment. The Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. So when God speaks and Adam steps in and he brings his bride in there, it's now the trinity of partnership because you've got God, you've got Adam, and you've got his, his bride in, in partnership with an amen. That's why the enemy knew he, he had to quickly disassemble. He had to quickly divide them so that he could steal authority. But Jesus came to fulfill. Jesus came to walk. Now, have a look at this. Go to 1 Peter 3, 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. Have a look at 1 Peter, what 1 Peter 3, 7 says. It says, husbands, likewise dwell with them, your wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel. doesn't mean weaker emotionally or mentally. They're quite superior in those ways. It means physically. Physically. That's why men shouldn't compete in women's sports. I'm just saying. Now, watch this, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be. What? Hang on, hang on, what?
1: Oh, oh, you don't understand God. You don't understand my wife. <laughs> but, you know, because I'm a man of God. My business card says Mugs. MOGS, M O G S, man of God syndrome. I've got manofgodsyndrome.com. That's who I am. Jürgen Matesius Ministries. It's... we, We live in man of God. He's the man of God. He doesn't even perspire. He's so holy, he doesn't even need deodorant. Most men wake up with bad breath. Not this man. He's a man of God. The germs die in his mouth upon entrance. He doesn't floss. He doesn't need to. Pluck just falls off because of the anointing on the man of God.
0: God there is saying, I don't care how anointed you think you are. If you're not treating your spouse properly, your prayers are hindered.
1: Yeah, yeah but, but, I, but I'm anointed. The mantle was placed upon my life. I picked up the mantle from the man of God. God's like, yeah, but I need you to
0: treat your bride better because you guys aren't in alignment and in agreement and you're mistreating her and you're not being kind to her. Guess what? I ain't answering your prayers. Hindered. Now watch this. I didn't realize because when I was marrying my Leanne, I was like, she is beautiful she is funny, she is mischievous, she is much better at me than cooking. So I'm thinking marriage is going to be awesome. It's I, I, I was literally using the vernacular that Charles always uses. He says, you know, he finds a wife washing, ironing food and entertainment. I don't know where he got that from. Like, I think we need to stretch our heads towards Pastor Charles. Where does he get that from? I don't know where, but pray for Tessa. Pray for Tessa. Just kidding. Don't write it down. I thought I saw someone writing it. Don't write it down. No. So, so I'm thinking when I get married, I'm thinking this is going to be... I had no idea the reason God says he who finds a wife finds a good thing is because all those other things, they're, they're icing on the cake. He says, I'm bringing a wife into your life so that you can now agree together. Do you know how many times we agree together when the devil says, I'm taking out your firstborn? Do you know how many times we agree together when the devil said, there's no room in San Diego for you? Didn't the accommodation you booked, didn't that fall through? See, there's no room here. And that's gonna be an omen. That's gonna be a symbol of the fact that there's not gonna be a building. There's not gonna be a church. There's not gonna be a congregation. But I had a bride that I began to understand why I love companionship and I love being with her. And I love the fact that she's a fantastic cook and I love that that we love each other and we we have fun together. But, But even more than that, God gave me a bride so that I could come together in alignment, in agreement. I'm telling you, God said, it's not good that man shall be alone. There is a power. So many men, they don't see beyond sex. They don't see beyond the physical. But I'm telling you, the gift of God is someone that if you will honor her, if you will bless her, if you will treat her good, you will have someone that comes into alignment, into agreement. Your prayer life will go to another level. I have no doubt. I have no doubt whatsoever that I am experiencing what I'm experiencing, living what I'm experiencing because God taught me how to lead, taught me how to love, taught me. Me how to cherish taught me how to honor my bride so that when we hold hands and stand before the almighty god we stand and we partner we say heavenly heavenly father thy word we 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 stand together in your word and we see the power of it your bride is a gift your bride is a gift i mean i could keep going on that but and the last one number three partnership empowers partnership empowers if I was to work for Morgan, and he, he obviously said my IQ wasn't. But let's say, just, just throw it out there. Like he dropped the bar and said, okay. <laughs> Anybody that places someone in authority empowers them. Jesus in Acts eight says, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. They're like, but, but we saw you crucified. We saw, we saw the spear. Blood and water flowed. You didn't move. We watched as your lifeless body was taken from the cross. We saw them place you in the tomb. We saw them roll the stone. We even saw the guards placed there. And now we saw the stone rolled away and you raised from the dead. We're ready to go and preach the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. Before you go and preach, before you go, I need you to stay in Jerusalem for you shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The reason that I wanted to kind of land on this and finish on this is because never underestimate the power of your will aligning with God's will. Let let me just say this. How many people here have ever prayed, you know, they will be done? They will be done. Many years ago, God spoke to me and he, he literally said, Jürgen, I can't do my will in your life, only your will. And I hang on, what? And then the Holy Spirit, the beautiful helper, interpreted and He said, I have to literally say, not my will, thy will. In other words, your will when it becomes my will, I see it happen in my life. God has so positioned you and I that you can actually resist God's will. Do you know, God is not willing that any should perish. God, the Bible says in Matthew 25, did not create hell for human habitation. The Bible says hell was created for the devil and his angels, not for humans. But there are people in hell because God gave you and I a free will. And that free will is so powerful that you and I can resist God. That's why we put that in Twisted. The human will is so powerful that in one's life that it's powerful enough even to resist God. In one's own life. But it's so powerful because i can say not my will thy will be done and the most beautiful thing about his word when i read his word i can repent of my will i can repent of and come into alignment with his will it's really interesting right now all the chaos that we're seeing around the world can come from a, a location davos the world economic forum they have got literally a lunatic And what's interesting is his name, and if we can throw the the picture up, his name is Yuval Noah Harari. I didn't even realize, I mean, it's right there in front of me. Yuval is spelt with a yud, and the V is a bait, so it can be Jubal. Jubal is one of the sons of Lamech in Genesis 4. Jubal, Jabal, Tubal, Cain all come from the same Hebrew root, Tebel, which means perversion and confusion. This man is an author. He's a scientist, but he's the the, the number one advisor to the World Economic Forum. And he says humans are now hackable animals. The whole idea that humans have this soul or spirit and nobody knows what's happening inside of them and they have free will, that's over. Here's the difference between the devil and God. The devil wants to force your amen. The devil wants to force your compliance. He, he will coerce and he will do whatever he can to. He wants to force. God never forces. Whenever you see through the Bible forced worship, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, salt, everything, then you must fall down. And woe to those who don't fall down, they'll be cast immediately into the fiery. F- the devil wants to force your amen he knows the power of partnership. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego literally said to the king, you can blow it out your shorts. Something like that. We are not going to bow to your image. And so the king said, heat the furnace seven times hotter. Because how many people know like, you know, the furnace, like you can kind of handle it, but not if it's like, none if it's like seven times hotter. Like, you know, if you fell into a furnace, oh my gosh, I fell into a, f- what happened to you? Fell into a furnace, oh my gosh, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, but I mean, seven times. Well, how many people know the devil's stupid? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna hit the furnace seven times harder. Oh, well, now that you mention that, yeah. it's a freaking furnace, all right? Yeah. 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 So they hit it seven times harder and they're just laughing. They said, Let me just tell you something, King. Our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us and will deliver us from your hand. But let it be known, even if he doesn't, even if for whatever reason he chooses not to, we still won't bow to your stupid image. And the Bible says that he commanded his armed guards to take Shadrach, Meshach, and and throw them. And the fire was so hot, and the command was so exceedingly urgent that the soldiers that went to push them in caught fire and died. And then the king thought, right, that'll learn every what the heck. He's like, didn't we throw three men in there like O King? He's like, then why do I see four? And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Because they didn't break partnership. The fire had no power over them. And the Bible says that he went near the entrance and said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abed, Nego, come out, come out. If I was them, I would have said, come in, it's lovely in here. Bring some s'mores. But the Bible says they came out and the whole kingdom saw these men on whom the fire had no power. Not a hair on their head was singed. Their clothing wasn't even, there was not even any smoke coming off their clothing. And they just can't. if that was me, man, I would have, I would have just changed up my walk. I certainly wouldn't be, I would have been. I mean, I would have done, I would just, I would have done something.
1: When a human being
0: lines up with God, God gave you the freedom to choose. The devil doesn't want you to understand the power of when you say, God, I choose you. Yeah. You know how I got saved? I didn't get saved because I grew up in a Christian home. I didn't get saved because I said the rosary so many times. I didn't get saved because I had a religious. I got saved the moment I said, God, I choose you. God, I surrender to you god thy will in my as soon as that happened salvation came i got baptized in the holy spirit because jesus said i want you to wait because you're going to receive power said all right if you want me to serve you i'll receive that power power of god hit me started speaking in tongues god says i want you to go so we went because i want you to pray for that person pray for that person we see healings and miracles you know why we see healings and miracles I remember somebody said, oh, well, you know, one of your pastors was trying to heal somebody. I said, let me just tell you. We don't try and heal people. We partner with God who heals. And God is always looking for a man or a woman. Come on, I'm out of time. If you want to be that man, if you want to be that woman, I want you to stand to your feet. Lift your hands high to heaven. Lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you right now for the power of God for the power of God the power of God resting and I want you to understand that authority flows in partnership authority flows in partnership your spouse is a gift from God husbands treat your bride with honor treat her with respect the most powerful thing in my life outside of the Holy Ghost is a bride that stands in agreement we had a son that struggled with an addiction this addiction takes a lot of people out between 2020 and 2021 four of his friends died of overdoses with the same addiction that he had but because i had a bride that we could hold hands together and we would take communion together and we would agree together we would push back the powers of darkness. We would see God break through. If you're single, I, I got to tell you, you're missing out. You're missing out. Your bride is a gift from God. Cherish your bride. Honor your bride. Your bride is in your life to accelerate your life. The Bible says one sets flight to 1,000 to 10,000. I wouldn't be able to do what I did if it wasn't for Your bride is a gift from God. Thank God for your bride. If you need to repent, do some repent. If you need to apologize, do some. If you need to take around on a date night, take around on a date. If you need to buy flowers, you buy flowers. Whatever you need to do, your your spouse is a gift from God. Father, I thank you tonight for the anointing. This is what I hear. I hear that God is wanting to put fresh oil on people tonight. And God wants you to know, yes, you are God's inside man. You are God's inside woman. It's not a dead-end job. It might just be for a season. But right now, you're God's inside man or woman in that corporation, in that office, in that industry, in that business. And if your heart is somewhere else, that's okay. But for for right there, God is going to use you. God is going to use you to to shake things up. He's going to use you to chain things change things He's going to use you to bring salvation God always looks to partner so I sought for a man a woman who would build a wall stand in the gap cry out on behalf of the city begin to cry out one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible is the one that we use to tell hero where there's a woman caught in adultery and they bring this woman and they throw her down they say this woman was caught in adultery interesting they didn't bring the other person last time I checked you can't commit adultery by yourself And they say, teacher, rabbi, Moses gave us a law that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? And what's interesting, Jesus said nothing, just writes in the dirt. They ask him a second time, he still says nothing. And They're all standing there with stones. Then finally Jesus stands up and he says, whoever is without fault, whoever here is without sin, knock yourself out, throw the first stone. One by one, they all drop their stones. And then Jesus walks over to her, and we saw it in Hero. And he says, woman, where are your accusers? Watch this. Before Jesus spoke to her, he spoke for her. Before Jesus spoke to the woman about what was going on in her life, he spoke for her. Before we want to share the gospel with our work colleagues, how much time are you spending talking to God for them before we speak to them? Partnership is where power is released. Partnership is where authority is released. Father, I pray for... Come on, why don't you just take take 30 seconds and just pray for a friend. Pray for a work colleague. Pray for maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's... Someone who's away from God. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a son, daughter, cousin. Maybe it's the the barista. Maybe it's your hairdresser. Maybe it's the guy in the office next door. Maybe it's the atheist at the end that's always giving you a hard time. Come on, just why don't you talk to God for them? and you watch what happens, all of a sudden you'll find that God will position you to speak to them. Father, we thank you for for that anointing. We thank you for that anointing. We thank you for the anointing. I thank you, Lord God, for inside men, inside women, inside men, inside women. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you that my father is getting saved. My dad is going to be saved in the name of Jesus. He will spend eternity in glory. He will not perish. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you've forgiven him of his sins. Hallelujah. Last thing you're here tonight and you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit in a minute the ministry team is going to come down the front and they're gonna pray for anything if you need healing if you need deliverance if you need some freedom if you need some breakthrough the ministry team are gonna do that but if you're here tonight you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit that's a gift for you Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem till you receive power God wants to empower you you your God's vice region. You're God's partner you and God together our partners to change the city to change the neighborhood one of my favorite things is watching our team i remember when beautiful pastor becky lynn came into our church and she was all, always strong and courageous and had a had a deep virtue but as she began to lower the guard she began to reveal that she was an anomaly amongst her family there was all kinds of brokenness and all kinds of curses and then i watched her step in to partner with god to choose god to choose and she became a curse breaker in her generation she became a curse breaker in her family her children walk in the anointing her children walk in the favor of god because of her courage i want you to know there are people here tonight I just feel it so strong just lift your hand if you know god Wants to partner with you to break curses. Yeah, i see the same over you, Kenny. Curse breaking generation. Curse breaking generation. Curse breaking generation. Curse breaking generation. Curse... I, I, I hear literally the popping of chains of addiction. Addiction. There are people here, and it's like addiction. It might be alcohol addiction, gambling addiction, drug addiction. Whatever it is, I hear them popping. I hear them popping. You are... God is partnering with you. He's putting an anointing on you, an anointing on you. Father, we thank you that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God. I break the power of every, every addiction, every chain. Of addiction addiction to shame addiction to guilt addiction to substance addiction to pornography addiction to gambling addiction to alcohol addiction to, to drugs I break it now in Jesus name I loose them and I declare these people free tonight in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus now listen don't walk out the same way you walked in if you have never surrendered your will to him that's where power flows. That's where partnership flows. My life accelerated. I did it on a beach. wasn't even in church. On a beach, January 1986, I said, not my will, thy will be done, and everything shifted. I got to tell you, I there have been times where the devil said, hey, you could do your will now. And I'm like, why would I? I knew what I was like without God. I'm sticking with Him. His will is way better for my life. So if you've never surrendered,